Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Bergaw, North Carolina, 28425, every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org. And all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. How many more we still have? Raise your hand because I don't want to. Okay, just two. Because I don't want to give you any answers. Because I'm going to go over what I taught. And then I'm going to move forward with some more. How many know that this teaching is helping you to go out and be a disciple, to minister the good news unto the people of God? Isn't it a wonderful thing to to know that you know that you know? And when you begin to talk about it, the life of God begin to come up and out of you and bring life to someone else, to a dying situation. That's why it's so good to know the word of God for ourselves. So don't take Clem lightly because everything that we get, we need. And it's not only for us, but it's for others so we can go out and truly be a follower of Jesus Christ. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. And that's what we want to do in Clem School of Ministry. Amen. So those that's watching online, remember to... Um, get the notes, remember to take what you're getting and apply it so you can go out as well and be a disciple. How many more we got before I go into this teaching? Is it still two? Raise your hand if you're still doing your tests. Okay. So we only have Tamaya. Tamaya, how long you think it's going to take you to? You done? Okay, you sure about that? Okay, we honor God. Tonight, I want to go back over um, what I went over, but I'm going to add some more to it. And the last scriptures that I talked about was dealing with um, why is Jesus the only one that can save us? I want to go back over that, and then I want to add some to it. Why is Jesus the only one that can save us? And the reason is, is because we could not meet the standards of God. We could not measure up to God's perfection. We could not meet the standards of God, and we could not measure up to God's perfection. So when we look at that, we have to see in the word of God what that's talking about. I gave you a few scriptures. It was Romans 3, verse 10 through 12, and it says, as it is written, There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands. 
There is none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good, no, not one. So none of us in this room could meet God's standards, could meet God with being perfect. perfect. So this is why we needed a Savior, and that Savior was Jesus Christ. You cannot save yourself. And I think some of us are still trying to save ourselves from different things, thinking that we can make it right, thinking that whatever you do is going to be right on your behalf. We have to go on what Jesus done, not on what we think we can do. It is so important that when we're ministering the good news, what comes first is Jesus. Because when you go back into Genesis, um, Genesis, the third chapter, when sin came into the world through Adam, it was through one man sin entered the world and death came through sin. So it was nothing we done. I want y'all to grab hold to that. It was nothing we done. It was what one man did. That one man brought sin into the world, and that's how we became sinners through that one man. So God had to get someone who knew no sin to become sin for us so we can become the righteousness of God through him. When I said it was one man who brought sin into the world and sin brought death, we know that's Romans 5.12. Romans 5.12 tell us that through this one man, which is Adam, sin entered the world through this one man being disobedient to what God told them not to do, told him not to do, it brought sin into the world. So when we look at that, he said, do not eat from that tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you eat from that tree, you will surely die. The death was not a physical death. It was a spiritual death. So Adam heard that from God. That was only one command. So understand not anybody in this place, in this building, is able to save ourselves. Because the Bible tells us, remember, it was one command. God gave Adam one. He broke the one and the Bible says in James 2.10, for whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he's guilty of all. For whoso, whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one part, he's guilty of all. So if you keep, say you keep in all the law, but you miss one command, you're guilty of it all. Give you an example. If you lie, if you told one lie, you're already a murderer. You already committed adultery. You already, you're a fornicator. Because if you break one command, you broke them all. So who in this room could keep all God's requirements? None of us. None of us would be able to do it because all of us in this room have told a fib whether you know it or not. Let somebody ask you for some money. And you know you got the money. But you don't want to give them the money. They say, hey, can I hold $5? Well, I don't don't have $5. You just lied. You have $5, but you just didn't want to give them the 5 Come on, we all done it. Instead of saying, I do have the money, but I'm I'm unable to give it to you at this time. But what we do, we come up with something so people won't dislike us and we lie. 
There's another lie we tell. How do I look? Oh, you look good. You just told a lie. Because you go tell somebody else. They shouldn't have put that on. They shouldn't have wore that. Do they know how bad they look, girl? And we act like it's nothing. But if you break one, you broke them all. Some of us, before we even came up in here tonight, told one. We told half truth. How many know what half truth is? Not the whole truth. What do you say, evangelist? A whole lie. <laughs> it is. We do. Now, since my son is sitting here and I was uh, putting him in my sermon on uh, Sunday, now I believe he understand that when he was out there and I would ask him a question, he looked me dead in my face and said, no, mama, that wasn't me. He was lying. <laughs> and then I knew the truth, but he still was telling me, what he thought I wanted to hear. We as Christians, the ones that set apart and that are saved, some of us are still telling half truth. When somebody come to you and they ask you a question and they just asking you something, you trying to think about how am I going to answer that question? Do I say this or do I say that? Or do I add something to it? So this is what the scripture is saying. For whosoever shall keep the whole law, If you said I'm keeping all these commandments and yet stumble in one point, he's guilty of it all. That's just how holy God was. That's just how perfect God was. There was no sin. God hates sin. So if we go do something outside of what the law says, we're guilty. We're supposed to die. So this is why. It says, there's none righteous, no, not one. There's none who understands. There's none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good, no, not one. So this is why Jesus was the only one that could save us, that could rescue us, that could prosper us, that could heal us. He's the only one that could save us from the wrath to come because we were enemies with God. We were not reconciled unto God. So God's wrath was going to pour out upon us, but that's not what God wanted. So God had to send someone who was perfect, that had no sin. Jesus was sinless. There was no deceit even in his mouth. So we have to understand that we should be giving God glory every day for him sending his son to take on the penalty for sin, which was death. The wages of sin is death. See, when we minister to people the right way and give them the good news that Jesus was bringing to us, people will understand the only way that we can get to the Father is through who? Is through Jesus Christ. There is no other way. Some people think that they can um, come to church, pay their tithes, visit the sick. They think that they can do something good. But if your heart haven't changed... There's no one can do any good to get into the kingdom. The only way you can get into the kingdom is through Jesus. Some people may not cuss. They may not commit adultery. They may not do any of those things or say, I don't do what Sister Deborah do. It don't matter. Sin is sin. If you don't do what she do, you may look at her as bigger than yours. But if you a liar, you still sinning. So there's everybody in this place cannot meet the standards of God. 
cannot meet the requirements of God. This is why up under the Old Testament, they had to have a sacrifice. Every time they had to bring that lamb without blemish. And that lamb had to be perfect without spot. It had to be a lamb that was so perfect and they had to check that lamb. Why? Because that lamb had to die for their sins. Because the wages of sin is death. So every time they sin, bam, a lamb had to die. Can you think of all those animals back then for all the sins that they were committing? Come on, look at all the animals. Every day they had to bring a sacrifice. So we know that because of Jesus, we, was, we were rescued and rescued from the wrath to come. Another scripture says in Galatians 3.10. Galatians 3.10. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, curses everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of law to do them. What does that mean? That means if you're trying to save yourself, if you're trying to keep all the commandments and you're not looking to what Jesus done, you're putting yourself under a curse. If you're trying to say, you know, I got to do this to get God to do this, you're putting yourself up under a curse because Jesus paid the price for everything that we would do, could do, or want to do. He paid the price for the past, the present, and future sins. So if you're trying to keep something to get something, you're putting yourself up under a curse. Because it says here, for as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. So if you're trying to do something yourself to make yourself right before God, to get God to do something for you, then you're putting yourself up under a curse. If you're saying, I got to pray longer today to get God to heal me. I got to speak in tongues longer to get God to prosper me. I got to do this to get God to do that. You're putting yourself up under a curse. That's what scripture is saying. So anything you try to work out yourself that Jesus have already done on your behalf, you are putting yourself back up under a curse. You're going up under self-righteousness. You're putting yourself back under the law. So then this is verified in Deuteronomy 27, 26. Anyone will be cursed who does not agree with, confirm the words of these teachings, these laws, instructions, and does not obey them. Then all the people will say amen. So he's saying anyone will be cursed who does not agree with the words of these teachings. Meaning that if they did not take heed to the law. And what the law was saying, the teachings, then they would be cursed. They wouldn't be blessed. How many know we thank God for Jesus? Because of what Jesus done, Jesus took on all the law. Jesus did what we could not do, so that's why we're blessed. We're blessed because of him, not blessed because of anything that we will do. So when you mess up, guess what? You're still blessed. Because Jesus fixed it for you to be blessed. So no matter how many times you mess up, you're still blessed. But you're not getting the blessing the way you need to get it. Because there's something blocking you for getting what God has already provided. So don't beat yourself up. Anytime you will mess up, that don't mean that God can't use you. But it means you cannot be used to the fullest 
because you have something in the way that's blocking you to keep God from flowing through you the way he need to flow through you. So Exodus 12, 3, we talked 12, 5, we talked about the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. So this is what they had to bring to do away with that sin, to cover their sin. It didn't take that sin away. See, Jesus was the final sacrifice. So when Jesus died on our behalf, guess what? He could sit down on the right hand of the Father. He didn't have to stand like those other priests did. He said it was finished. It was finished. He didn't have to go back and redo it again. So we have to thank God for Jesus. He was the only one that could save us. Don't let people tell you this is what you have to do to be saved. The only thing you have to do to be saved is to accept what Jesus have done. How do I know what Jesus have done? That's when the good news, the gospel come in. We, t- we begin to tell them about Jesus. We begin to tell them about the love of God. We begin to tell them, you don't have to do something to get it right. Jesus already done it for you. So you're right in God's eyes because of him, not because of anything you would do. You know how some people say, well, I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to quit cussing. I'm going to quit doing this, that, or the other, and then I'll get saved. Just go ahead and die. Because you can't save yourself. You have to trust him with all your heart. You have to turn yourself over to him just like the Pharisee. We talked about that Sunday, how the Pharisee was saying this is what he done. He paid his tithes. He um, fasts twice a week. He talked about he didn't commit adultery like this other man or this other person did. So he was saying this within himself. But the sinner, he didn't even look up. He recognized I'm a sinner. I need you. I can't do this myself. This is what we have to recognize. Jesus done everything for us. Only thing we have to do is accept what he has done. If you're still begging and pleading with God to do something and you're saying, God, I'm doing this and I'm doing that, God. Why haven't you answered me? God answered over um, 2,000 years ago. God did everything for us through his son, just like the prodigal son. The prodigal son, he spent all he had, did he not? But then it was time for him to come back home. He said, I'll be a servant. God didn't want him to be a, a servant. He wanted him to be a son. So he accepted him no matter what he done. And that's what God did for us. We were accepted through Jesus. So don't let people look at you any kind of way. Because when you know um, who you are now that you're in Christ, you don't have to prove yourself to no one. When you know what he done for you, then you'll quit doing what you're doing. When you fall short, you will be able to get up when you remember what Christ have done for you. So we cannot save ourselves, y'all. Jesus is the one that has saved us. And when we put our trust in him, and remember, sin is not the problem. Jesus done away with sin. The problem is not accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior for what he has done on our behalf. And we're going to keep on going through this little by little because people need to know today it's not about what they could do. It's about what Jesus have already done. He has forgiven us for past present and future sins it's nothing that i need to do except except what he's already done our bodies will come into alignment 
to what he's done, once we know what he's done, and we meditate on what he's done, and when it get into our heart, our lives will reflect what he has done. If you're not in your word, knowing what he has done, getting it in your heart, your life is not going to reflect what Jesus done on your behalf. This is why we have so many people like a windshield wiper going back and forth. Well, you know, I messed up. God ain't going to answer my prayers. I'm not going to be accepted by God anymore. That's a lie. You were accepted by him through Jesus Christ. So once you go to him, he don't see you. He see his son. That's why his blood is on that mercy seat crying out mercy. And that's why we get new mercies every day, y'all. So the more you know about Jesus and what he done, then you will make a U-turn and have a change of mind. You will be able to repent and say, Lord, that's not what I should be doing. And you will follow pursuit of what Jesus done because you are the righteousness of God. And one thing people say, God is mad at me. No, he's not. God poured out his wrath. All his wrath, he poured it out on Jesus. Jesus took all God's wrath upon himself to recon- reconcile us back to him. Can you imagine? Jesus is on a cross taking up the sins of the whole world, y'all. And he who knew no sin became sin for us so we can become the righteousness of God. And if we would just meditate on that one scripture in 2 Corinthians five twenty one, we will make some U-turns. We will stop doing what we're doing because we're recognizing he died for me and he died for me because he loved me. And that's why the Bible said he commended his love for us. Even yet, while we were not sinners, Christ died for us. So he saved us. You can't save yourself. So quit begging and pleading with God for him to do something he already done through his son. Know what he has done and live that new life according to him and not according to you amen so we went over a few more scriptures to add to that and i believe um some of those scriptures um i asked you a question on the test dealing with um some of those anyway i added a few to it i did go over first peter 222 who committed no sin nor was deceit found in his mouth And that is Jesus. And that's why Jesus had to save us. Because he who knew no sin became sin for for us. And it was one more I need to give you. Um, Isaiah 59. Sin separated us from God, y'all. And we know the consequences of that was death. So that tells you in Isaiah 59 Verse 1 through verse 3. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot save, nor his ear heavy that he cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. For your hands are defiled with with blood and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue has muttered perversity so we see that sin separated us from God and Jesus was the only one that could deal with sin so we can be reconciled back to the father amen 
So this is what we're supposed to be out there ministering, some good news on what Jesus done and how we need to accept him as the, our Lord and Savior. And that's the only way that we can get to the Father. Amen, amen, amen. I think we had some more people from the other teaching that's supposed to have gotten someone to speak on your behalf on what you ministered unto them through the word. Do we have those people tonight? Anyone? Okay. Lofton? Okay. Okay, so we want to make sure... um, that we have those uh, people prepared because after I get through with this teaching, we're going to do this all over again. Amen. Do we have any announcements tonight? I'm sorry. Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, where miracles happen. You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, you can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the Donation tab. God bless you, and we will see you next week.